0: Ever have a conversation with your girlfriend that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman-Collins, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We are excited to have you joining us for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Dee, how are you today? I'm doing good, Sherry. How are you? I'm good, too. I'm really good. I have no complaints at all. Dee, I adore the topic that we're going to tackle today. Let me tell you how this came to be. I was... um, Needed to do some grocery shopping the other day, and it was a weekend day, and I usually take care of my grocery shopping during the week. Um, I like to go when it's when there's not a lot of people, and it's not too busy, and I'm lucky because I have a very flexible schedule, and I go when most people are at a working job during the day, and so I, I have the flexibility to do that, but on this particular week, I didn't get grocery shopping taken care of, and so I had to go on the weekend, and I had to go I guess I didn't have to go, but I went to Costco on a Saturday. Christmas <laughs> a mistake. Oh, man. <laughs> it is a huge no-no for me. I try really hard not to go to Costco on Saturday or Sunday because it's so busy. Yeah, I mean, and the people, I mean, I will say, like, kudos to the staff of Costco because they are awesome. They do an incredible job. I think moving the number of people, <laughs> <laughs> like, the Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like let's go, let's go.
1: I'll take it out of the cart. You just go.
0: Yes, (laughs) exactly, exactly. I mean, they just do. It's like a machine. I mean, and they're pleasant, and they just do a really great job. But the people shopping at Costco are not always quite as kind. They are not as cooperative. They are not as pleasant, and they're certainly not as efficient. (laughs) So, um, on that day, you know, kind of traipsing through the store, first of all, just in the parking lot, getting to a parking spot, getting into the – getting a cart, getting into the store, getting through the store. I've seen people – hit each other like with their
1: hit their cars intentionally in that Costco parking lot it's
0: crazy it is crazy and so at the end of this experience I was like you know first of all I, I tried to be as pleasant as I could going through the checkout process because I felt so sorry for the people that work there who are doing a great job and yet they're dealing with all these crazy people and You know, and so for me at the end of it, I was like, went on Instagram and I'm like, listen, people of the world, (laughs) be kind, be kind, because we all are sort of dealing with the world all the time at the same time, right? All of us. And in this case, like 14,000 people. All at the
1: same time, in (laughs) the same space. (laughs) (laughs) In
0: the same. And so so it's like we're all going to get checked out. We're all going to get home eventually. Mm -hmm. Like relax and be kind. And so to me, like I thought, okay, the world needs to hear a little bit more about kindness. How can we do more intentionally to be kind? So Dee, talk to me about kindness for you.
1: You know, when you start to talk about kindness With respect to Costco, I think about um, this book I read by Eckhart Tolle, and it was The Power of Now. And what he said was that the reason that we are unkind is because we're impatient about what's going on right in that Mm, moment, right? mm -hmm. And if we could just stop resisting what is Mm -hmm. and be patient in that moment, there's no reason to be unkind. Mm. There's no compulsion to be unkind because we're just enjoying Mm. this now, this moment. We're not thinking about the 10 things that we need to get done in the next moment. Mm. We're just concerned with where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think kindness is is important, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important. I mean, I think, you know, for me, I find that when I'm not kind, I feel bad about it. I, you know, so I think that there are two like benefits to being kind or two, two sort of, Um, reasons to be kind one is because um, you know it's the right thing to do yeah and other people are valuable and if we you know as a believer right I believe that God made all people in his image so if that's true then I have this this sort of um, command to be kind and there's more to the to that certainly in the Bible right Um, but also I think it's I can be kind for myself I can be kind because it benefits me when I'm kind to other people I feel better
1: I heard this TED talk, and this really changed the way that I thought about um, the effect of me being unkind on someone else. And the person, they weren't talking about kindness specifically, but she said that when we are unkind, we take dignity Mm. from the person that we are unkind to Mm. and that just you know I'm not a very patient person and I can be very I can be a lot sometimes but to think about my being unkind is taking dignity Mm. from someone like I don't want to go before the father and him say you took dignity from my child Mm. Mm -hmm. with your action Mm -hmm. and so it really changed the way I thought about how kind I am
0: to mm, people. Mm-hmm. Oh that's big Uh, That's like big stuff And I think you know When you were telling me that story It made me think about The Good Samaritan Mm -hmm. Recently I heard someone Teaching on the Good Samaritan Right The story of the Good Samaritan Is that um, A certain person Found himself uh, At the hands of robbers They they took his money They beat him And they left him in the street Essentially And along come three people The first one is um, I think a priest And he crosses The other side of the street To walk around The man in the gutter Right The second person Who comes along Is a rabbi I think And that person Also crosses the street And goes around the person who's in the street having been beaten. And the third person is a good Samaritan, a Samaritan who comes along and finds the person and he picks the person up. He takes care of them. He bandages their wounds and he, you know, feeds and cares for them. He puts them in a hotel, pays for all of the expenses and says, if there's any additional expense after this money is gone, I'll pay the rest. And so there's this, you know, and I'm I'm sure that I'm simplifying this story. It's much more complex, and I'm not a Bible scholar, but to me, it's the perfect picture of going out of our way to extend kindness to someone, and in this case, a total stranger um, who was in deep, deep need. And I think that there's the need for that. But we can even do, like, even little things that we can do, moments where we can extend kindness, like at Costco, in the parking lot, you know, I mean, you know, whatever it is, in the, in the coffee shop, in you know, at the gas station, you know, along our day and our way, is how can we, when we see people in the world – experiencing the world that we're experiencing that sometimes draws impatience out of us how can we shift our thinking instead to extend kindness to the people around us and and it doesn't have to be like you know picking them up out of the gutter although it could be there's um i think a
1: what is the word that i want to there's a braveness that's not a Uh, word is it yes absolutely (laughs) definitely there's a there's a braveness that comes with being able to do that or Mm. um I was looking for is vulnerable have to allow yourself to be vulnerable in a way in order to be kind and that's scary for some people
0: that's a I think that's a really interesting way to think about it to think about being kind as opening yourself to vulnerability because that that's not how I've ever thought about it but I think that that's Maybe that's part of the reason people don't do it more, or maybe some people aren't inclined to do it. I I kind of always think about, you know, most people are thinking about themselves, right? Most of us are just thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about our to-do list, or, you know, I've always kind of felt like you never know what somebody's going through in a day, right? But everybody's got stuff, and sometimes it's big stuff, and sometimes it's small stuff, but it's all stuff, and we all have this ability to be distracted by our lives and the and the things that are happening. But if we can slow down and, like you were describing, see the person in front of us as a person, then it's easier to be kind.
1: Yeah, it's easy to be unkind to someone that you don't see mm-hmm. as uh, like you, Yeah, as, as human. There was a situation just recently where I said, that it changed for me because it humanized the the people that mm-hmm. were in the situation for me. And I can't remember what that specifically was. So mm-hmm. we'll just move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that um, the more we can see people around us as um, in the image of God and as important and less like an inconvenience, the easier it is to be kind. We're all gonna get where we're going eventually, you know, Are we're we? all <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Tra now I will say, like I'm not perfect. Like this is not something I'm perfect at, so I don't want to come across like I'm, you know, some you know, goody two shoes. Like I always do this perfectly. So I in the
1: situation in Costco, how did you remain kind? How did you
0: I you know I think for me I just was in that moment remembering that you know we are all going to get out of the store <laughs> we
1: are eventually <laughs> yeah.
0: we are I'm going to get out of the store I'm going to get home with my groceries it's not going to be a big deal and at the end of the day, you know, I was really thinking about the people who were, who were working there, you know, who were, th- who were doing their job, and I was watching them um, sort of moving people through, and so much of what they were doing was sort of nose down, head down, not really looking up, and, and also not being seen by the people who were going through the through the line, and I don't know why, but for whatever reason, it, it just made me feel really compassionate for them, and as I came to the line, I was very intentional about saying hi and saying, you're doing a great job, thanks for being here. Here and, you know, I know that you're dealing with a lot of people. Thanks for doing what you're doing. And I think that helps me. Like, you know, that when I can be kind in a difficult situation like that, then all of a sudden it's easier. And this is such like a first world example, right? I mean, yeah. Those-
1: also, what I hear you saying is that you kind of moved out of yourself. Yeah. Like you got out of your own feelings about yeah. what was going on. Yeah. And the time that it was taking and the number of people that were Mm -hmm. crowded around you and all of that in order to focus on someone else. Mm -hmm. And that in the act of focusing on someone else, Mm -hmm. you were able to maintain a patience and a kindness Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I really do try to do that, and I think probably some of it also is like having worked in service industry, you know, having worked in retail and worked in restaurants and stuff like that. I know what it's like to be on the other side of that, and so I am especially compassionate <laughs> to people like that at Christmas time and, you know, in busy times when they're working really hard, and, you know, especially if I can see somebody's flustered, I think to myself, what what was it like in those moments when I was in those situations? You know, I can see oh, myself. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: worked at KFC for a number of years, and that really does inform the way. Yeah, then I go through a drive-through. <laughs> I promise you.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I always used to say that. You know, I think that I think that every person should have to wait tables for a living at some point in their life. And I'm not just talking wait about wait tables or
1: working a fast food yeah, restaurant yeah. because.
0: Wait yeah. tables,
1: you will learn to be patient, yes. you will learn to listen, yes. and at fast food restaurant, you're going to learn how to clean the bathroom and use yes. a mop.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, all things we should know. Well, I think, you know, thinking about kindness, you know, one of the other things I was thinking is like, what are the benefits of being kind? And, you know, so I have a little list of things, and you tell me what you think and add to it if you have other um, other things you think are the benefits. I think the first one is it keep, it helps me keep a short account. So what that means, what I mean by that is, you know, my account is like the pluses and the minuses, the moments that I need to apologize for or make amends for, you know, it helps me keep a short account if I'm kind. If I'm making an effort to be kind, I'm less likely to be unkind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah.
0: And that for me is like really especially in this, you know, in my inner circle, right? Mm -hmm. With my husband, with my child and with my family and with my friends, you know, really trying to be intentionally kind keeps me from being unintentionally unkind because I don't think I ever intend to be unkind when I'm unkind or I'm impatient it's just because I'm not thinking about the Mm -hmm. other person like I should be so being kind helps me keep a short account and I have less to apologize for later which is a completely selfish reason but that's okay because I think what that also does is helps me avoid shame yeah yeah so that hard word that I think is like this sneaky little insidious thing that gets in us sometimes. And when we're unkind and we realize we've been unkind, there's there are a couple of opportunities there, right? We can either make amends and make it right, or we can feel shame about what we did. And that's bad.
1: It is. But the making amends also requires bravery yeah. and vulnerability. Humility. Humility, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is which are good things to practice, too. True. Hard, hard, but good.
1: <laughs> but better to not have to.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So keep that short account by being kind, right? I think um, the other thing for me now is, of course, mothering a young child, you know, modeling good behavior for my son. And the, the day in Costco, he wasn't with me. But many times I do think to myself as I'm, you know, sort of interacting with the world, what am I teaching him? You know, and I hope I always feel that way when, whether he's four or 14 or 24, I want to always be modeling that good behavior for him and on it. And I think it's for the rest of the world, right? So, if, you know, as a believer in Jesus, you know, the, the you know, the scripture tells us that they're going to know us by our love, right? They're going to mm-hmm. know us by the difference in our life. And if there we're no different because we're unkind and impatient and, you know, stepping on people as we go through the world, how are, how's anybody going to see that? Absolutely. I think
1: about with this, the fact that my children, I know, learned so much more from me by watching me than by listening to Mm -hmm. the things that I told them to Mm -hmm. do. Because the um, challenging parts, (laughs) (laughs) uh, the things that I have been challenged by um, and my children have seen me be challenged by, they absolutely kind of picked up that habit, at least... One habit, so like with you know, I used to smoke, and my oldest son also smoked. So, Mm. as I told him and told him and told Mm. him, You don't want to pick up this habit, you don't want to develop that. He didn't hear what I said, he saw what I did, yeah. Um, and thankfully, he also saw what I did in quitting and Mm. just quit too. Good, so yeah, they absolutely learn
0: more, yeah. That reminds me of the old saying, um, More is caught than is taught, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think the final thing for me is, like, the health benefit of kindness. I don't think can be understated, and I don't know – I haven't done the the research to determine, you know, what studies have shown, but I know personally the health benefit to kindness is that I am happier, right? I am happier than when I'm unkind. When I'm unkind, I feel it emotionally. I feel bad. But when I'm kind, when I'm intentionally kind especially, and I know that I'm being kind – I feel better. I have less stress. I feel lighter in my skin, in my body, in my brain. I feel happier and better. I, I
1: thinking about traffic the other day. So <laughs> it's a it's a Thursday in Atlanta, uh, about six o'clock. So very very busy, and. There, the way that we were driving, there was a car, it's like, you know how you let one person go mm-hmm. and then person that has the right of way will go and then they'll let another person cut mm-hmm. in. Well, the, there was a person that was not letting people in, mm. and so I just stopped and I like let three people in, and I felt <laughs> so good. I was like you're I making felt, up for them. I did. <laughs> I made up for them, and it, I did. I felt really good, good about doing that. It's it's silly, I know, no. but when you're talking about the way that being doing something kind makes you feel, yeah, that's an example for me. Yeah,
0: traffic's a good one. It's a good place <laughs> to practice kindness for sure. Yeah, I think you know that the other thing the the one sort of practice of kindness we haven't really talked about is we've talked a lot about being kind to other people. We haven't really talked about being kind to ourselves. Where do you think that fits? I, you know, I just think about self-care and that's mm-hmm. such a
1: big, broad word yeah. anyway, but, you know, thinking about, um, being kind to my body later mm-hmm. on today, you know, I plan on taking a bubble bath mm-hmm. and I'm relishing the thought <laughs> of being able to do that for myself. Yeah. That's a kindness for myself in a way working out is a
0: kindness to myself yes.
1: because in I'm no small maintaining way. my health, you yeah. know,
0: um, what about you? What yeah, you I, th- about? I definitely, I think of self-talk also. I mean, I oh, really, yeah, that's a big one. yeah, I think about like, you know, as I talk to myself or I speak words out loud about myself, you know, I'm really, I'm, I try and I've done a better job in the last, you know, five years than I did the many years before that of, you know, kind self-talk, you know, it's really easy to criticize ourselves, right? It's easy to criticize other people, but it's also really easy to criticize myself. And, you know, I have to live with myself all the time. I have to live with the voice in my head all the time. And, and it's, I think it's incredibly important to practice kindness toward myself so that I can be kind to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if I believe all these bad things about myself, you know, then how am I going to How am I going to spread kindness? How am I going to experience the fullness of my life if I believe that I don't deserve it because all this negative self-talk, right? How
1: did you change the self-talk? What did you do?
0: Well, I mean, I think there were a lot of things that I did. I certainly therapy. I mean, I, I had <laughs> no. got to
1: love therapy. <laughs> yeah,
0: no small part of that. I mean, I think definitely, you know, therapy was a part of my sort of recovering my life. And, you know, my story's long and sorted and we won't go through it all today. <laughs> but, but you know, but I definitely there was a time when, when working through some significant issues and tragedy and trauma that had happened in my life was an important part of that. And I had to learn to reprogram my brain. Brain, you know, by practicing some positive self-talk. So learning about the good things in myself, and then being able to say that to myself, and feeling good about that, and and also surrounding myself with people who believed in me. Mm-hmm. And this is a big one, I think. Still, you know, as is, is being. Surrounded by people who who see the good in me and can remind me if I forget, you know, and that helps me to create those positive messages to myself. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is just is sort of knowing my identity in Christ. You know, for me, being a believer is a huge part of who I am. And it and it really it helps me speak goodness into myself. You know, I'm not I'm not good all by myself. I make lots of mistakes. I am very selfish. I am impatient. I'm all those things. But at the same time, I'm also, you know, I, I am also filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm I'm a new creation. Beautifully
1: and wonderfully made. Exactly. He made you who you are, how you are yes. intentionally. Yes. Only to be sharing. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I so I think that those things helped rewrite the tapes in my brain, you know, to tell my age, you know, (laughs) you know, those tapes that play over and over in my head, you know, all of those things really played a part. And I think you can do that, you know, without necessarily going through therapy and doing all those things. If you don't need it, you don't need it. But if you do need it, it can really make a big difference. Definitely. Feel like we covered all the self care, self talk. I think we did. Yeah. So kindness, kindness is, is easy. Do you think? I think it's simple. I don't know that
1: it's, easy always but mm-hmm. i think it's i think it's a simple thing
0: yeah I agree. I agree. Well, I hope that those of you who've listened with us today are encouraged to be kind, to practice some intentional kindness out in your life, whether it's to your mailman or your spouse or your neighbor (laughs) or, or the stranger in the line in the Costco behind you or in front of you or in the parking lot waiting for your parking space or driving through Atlanta traffic. Wherever you are, I encourage you to spread kindness today. But before we close, I want to say thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Dee, as always, for being here with me. And um, the question of the day that we always ask at the end of our show is, Dee, what's the one thing you're going to do to be healthier today?
1: So as I already mentioned, I am going home to take a bubble bath, and I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. I've got some uh, scented Epsom salts, and I'm going to set up my iPad on the little ledge and put my headphones on and just... Sit in the bathtub.
0: Uh, <laughs> what about you, Sherry? I love that. Well, I may have to steal that one, but <laughs> but my plan today is really to be hydrated. I have been um, drinking way too much coffee, having way too much caffeine, not getting nearly enough sleep. So tonight, I'm gonna drink enough water between now and bedtime, and I'm gonna go to bed early and get plenty of rest. Oh, that sounds awesome. But yeah, absolutely. All right, well, thanks again, folks, for listening in. We're so glad that you joined us today for the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. I hope you'll tune in and listen again for the next episode. Bye, y'all. Hey, girls, this is Sherry again. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and take a minute to write a review. It really helps other people find the show. And if you enjoy the content, share it with your favorite girlfriends. Dee and I want this to be an opportunity for you to be part of the conversation, so we're adding an Ask the Dietitian feature. To do that, we need your questions. Please send those to us at southernfriedgirlfriends at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear your questions and comments. Thanks again for being part of this journey with us.